0: I just need a little bit more because there's a celebration in this place. He is the provider. He has been providing for us and making a way for us.
1: That the hope for God does so many things. And I just need a little bit of that before we get started with the message because we're celebrating. 39 years for Bishop in ministry personally. I'm a woman in ministry. I know how tough that is. She is. Has- You will continue to have your way. So, God, we glorify you now. Thank you for the anointing that makes preaching easy. Thank you for reminding us that there is no God like you. Bunch of gods, little G guys, but you're the only real, true, and living God. Oh, God, we glorify you today. Thank you for the testimony that was spoken and those that weren't even said and those that are yet to come. Oh, God, we thank you. So God, right now we bind every distracting spirit in the name of Jesus. Have your way, Holy Spirit, have your way. Thank you that this word will go out and it will be planted in good soil and spread of a bountiful harvest, God. So God, we glorify you for 39 years, the 24 years, and all the years yet to come. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. And it is so. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen as you have to-
0: there's no cat like to hold up. There's no cat like to hold up. There's no cat like to hold up.
1: ministry thank you bishop for the invitation i always marvel at this great team that at home he's the priest of the house and here she's the bishop but this priest knows his spot and is confident in who he is as the man of god and he comes in here and he was here early making sure everything was wonderful and and ready for us to come in and worship and that takes a mighty strong man to know the assignment his wife has been given because when she has an assignment he has an assignment for all the couples in here, the families in here. Thank you for for being a teammate. Thank you for helping each other carry out the assignment God is in your hands. I will not be before you long. There is a word from the Lord, and and all the preachers know you're praying. We're praying up to the last second, God. Which way are you going, God? What are you saying? And just your praise, just your excitement, just your 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 pure glee. Confirm that I'm just here really to confirm. We've been there, we've told the sad stories, we've sung the sad song, and we are out of that season. We have made it through the accidents that should have taken us out. We've made it through the, the attack against our minds that should have taken us out. we made it through loss that should have ended it all. We've made it through all sorts of things, but we made it. So we're not going to pitch a tent right there. We're moving past that. We're not going to spend a lot of time on where we were. We're going to talk about where we are. honored to have my parents here. They support me in everything I do. Whatever it is, when I was in North Carolina, they were going to show up there. Wherever I'm going, they're going to show up. I give God glory for them. They were in an accident. Was it 2021? Uh, January the 7th. They got hit from behind. They got hit so hard. It sent them several car lengths. There was no part of the back of the car. I mean, just, just a can. If I showed you the pictures, everyone said they, they should not be here. No one stopped on the side of the road, and my mom had the presence of mind to get her phone and call. He had a fractured spine and broken ribs and concussion, and she had all these contusions to her leg, but I mean, that was it. That was all they had. They were on their way, leaving Sam's. They had picked up items for a friend of ours who had lost her 25-year-old son in a car accident. The car he was in had less damage than their car, and they are still sitting here, amen? At, my dad is 80 and 79 years old, and they're still here. My dad on dialysis, and they say he's the healthiest dialysis patient, drives himself to and fro. Still travels all over and does dialysis wherever he's going, there's no excuse, I don't know who for, nothing should stop you. Get provision wherever you need it, amen. He fell down, driving himself to dialysis, what, about six weeks ago, and fractured his arm. Stayed all the way through dialysis with a fractured arm, because he knew he hadn't finished. Four hours he stayed. He said he wanted to be an example that no matter what the hardship, that you can have a positive attitude and make it through. Amen. That'll preach by itself. So I'm grateful for them being here, that they pressed their way past some odds and circumstances to be here. and They are 51 years in the game, and so I have a lot of great examples. So, Amen. Not going to be before you, long. There is a word from the Lord. So get your Bible, your phone, whatever you use to access the word of God. God took me on a little journey with this, so bear with me elder read our book of scripture but i want to go backwards and then come forward is that okay so i'm starting with genesis chapter 2 verses 4 through 8 and you'll see where i'm going with this genesis chapter 2 verses 4 through 8 in the nlt of the new living translation and it reads as such this is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth when the lord god made the earth and the heavens Neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth. And there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. I love it. God was the first system. We all have landscapers and they put in those systems that water the ground. God was that first landscaping system. There's nothing new under the sun. He already had it covered. Amen. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils. And the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden and in the east. And there he placed the man he had made. Move forward. Genesis 2 and 15, and it reads, The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. Listen to that. Close your eyes and take it in just for a second. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. Last time, because it's going to make sense to you in a minute. The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and to watch over it. So ah, he gave it to me like this. The Lord gave us life. He gave us breath. He gave us a place to live. And an assignment. The Lord God gave us life. He gave us breath. A place to live. And an assignment. I love how God always has forethought. Always thinking beforehand. Always preparing for us. Nothing new under the sun. Anything you're seeing now has already been. It already was. He already had it thought and planned out. Including us and what we would do in this earth realm. In Genesis. God breathed into man the breath of life. That breath was a gift of animation. To be animated means to be full of life or excitement, eager, alive, vibrant, passionate. It was the first wind or breath that made us human. Oh, but it was the second wind. The second breath that gave us power. And I don't mean just any power, I'm talking about doing this working power. This morning, and I heard about the miracles that God was performing. You think that was just something that he did. God making a way, him creating jobs and provision and bringing us closer, listening to the very smallest desires of our heart. i want to talk to you this morning about it's your second wind season. Uh It's your second wind season. I'm going to read it again just for your hearing to refresh you. John 20, 19-22 in the New Living Translation, and it reads, That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side and they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord again. And he said again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. As the Father has sent me, God is saying, I'm sending you. I'm saying to you, that he breathes. She had this, this
0: this beta fish. God. Knows.
1: with less exertion. One teach one. Disciples beget disciples. Look at God. He said the earth was void. I'm paraphrasing. Wasn't nothing on it. Let's just talk. Wasn't nothing on it. It was empty. But God had a vision for what He wanted it to look like. I love God. God had a vision. That's why He wants us to have vision. He talks about the vision in Habakkuk. God had a vision for what He wanted it to look like, and He said and then He saw. We talked about it this morning. Watching our words, the power of life and death is in your tongue. Creative power is in your tongue. Your words are a seed. What you say is seed, word seed. If you don't like your, your harvest, but you're sprouting up, then say something different. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going somewhere. So he got an idea for what he wanted, and he said, and he saw, and it manifested, but when it came to us, he didn't speak us. Took us from the dust, from particles, and then he Breathe itself on the inside of us. If I can get to your house, can you take me across the bridge? And then she went to bed. She didn't think I'd make it. And I stripped gears all the way to her house. Amen. So I could get to his house. That's the kind of determination, amen, we need for the Lord. Young people don't do that. Amen. So in this second one season, we're going to operate at our top level. But we're not going to have to give out so much exertion. You know why we've been giving out so much? Because we've been doing it in our strength and we forgot who was in us. We forgot who had breathed in us the first time and who breathed upon us again. And so now we got this Holy Ghost power talking about a second wind season. So John 20 begins with Mary Magdalene visiting the sepulchre where Jesus' body was placed. Now if you can imagine, she's grieving. Imagine who you love has has left here. They died. Let's make it plain. Sometimes we read the Bible like it wasn't really happening. This was real. Put yourself in her shoes. She was grieving someone she loved so much. It was early and it was dark and I'm sure she was just exhausted from crying and lamenting. And all of a sudden, Mary notices the stone blocking Jesus' tomb is no longer there and his body is gone. And Mary, I'm sure, came to herself And she's now thinking someone may have stolen his body to further dishonor him and keep his family and friends and followers from being able to visit and pay their last respects. Simon and Peter come to the tomb to see what's going on. Mary is distraught. The other disciples are locked in the house out of fear discussing Jesus' resurrection. Jesus appears to them and shows him the wounds in his hands and on his side. And then he fills them with the Holy Spirit or the second wind. So she comes to the tomb, his body's not there. She's thinking they stole him because they've been trying to plague him this whole time. You know, if you are really the son of God, why don't you go and get that? You know, let's make it play. I mean, you're supposed to be a king. Why are you still up there? Get down. But he knew he had an assignment Any of us hung in a rough space longer than we wanted to because we knew we had an assignment. Been doing ministry longer and you really, really had intended to, but you knew you had an assignment through all the hurt and the pain, the people coming and going and going and coming. You still pour out because you know you got an assignment at the hospital with your wife. And we're questioning you for you to be elevated to eldership, but you still did because you knew you had an assignment. Even at the roughest space of your life. Because God kicked in that that next gear, that second wind talking about your second one disciples so the disciples are hiding out. They scared y'all, they hiding out. So you think the people might come back, we gonna hide out, we gonna lay low for a minute. And then boom, Jesus appears on the scene and proves to them I'm here, I, I resurrected, I did exactly what I said I would do. He's gonna resurrect that situation, he's gonna do exactly what he said he would do. And why he's there? He fills them with the next breath that they'll need for their assignment. He fills them with his spirit, the game changer, the Holy Ghost, the Ruach breath of God changes everything. It's your second win season. Receive, receive it, Permit it to enter in. God said he stands at the door and knocks. And I love how he works. So I often wonder why he doesn't just say, like, just be saved. Like, just be ministered. Just do this. But he gives us free will. He desires that we come because we want to come. Because he knows when we make up our minds to come that we're going to come with, with excitement and passion. And even times we come with tears that we're still going to press our way. Because once we have a touch from him, once we've experienced him, that we'll never be the same the option. i I put something on the inside of you and when you tap into me, you'll tap into it. Talking about a second wind season. So he's saying cathedral, receive it. Receive this new gift of life and the power that is attached to it. And not only is power attached to the second breath, the second wind, but it's attracted to it. The anointing is attractive. The anointing is like a magnet. The anointing draws everything to you that belongs to you. And just like it's a magnet and it an attracts, it also detracts everything from you that's not for you. The anointing closes doors on purpose. The anointing breaks up things that aren't beneficial to us on purpose. But they weren't supposed to be here in this season. Wow. Cathedral, don't get it twisted. I know what it might appear like. We got to get our mindset different. That's why I feel like in Ezekiel, if you ever read Ezekiel, I really relate to that because he talks about not looking at their faces. And he talks about in Ezekiel 3 that the people, and I'm paraphrasing, are going to be people that are hard-headed, kind of hard-hearted people. God given Ezekiel this assignment to go speak a word to these folks, to us. I'm going to tell you straight up, they're not going to listen to you because they don't listen to me. Because they're people that are hard-hearted, they got hard heads. He said, but don't trip. As long as you do what I said for you to do, the blood is not on your hands. It's not on you. you got an assignment helping preaching and it feels like the people are receiving but it's not for you to worry about. All you got to do is carry the assignment. He said, but don't. Trip, because I made your head hard like Adam and Stone when I got from that. I gave you the personality and the grit and the background, the experience. I made you sound fully Don, so you would have the sway you needed and the endurance you needed to carry out this assignment, even when it looked a little bleak, even when it looked like the folks fell off. He said, Don't look at their faces. Don't be moved by them. Just do what God called you to do. Switch to the next gear. Just shift gears on and everything that's not supposed to be attached will fall off. Just shift gears on
0: it. And
1: everything that's supposed to be yours will manifest itself. I'm talking about a second wind season. It's your second wind season. God said, "Dwell, reside, stay in this new prepared place with Christ." This is where your provision is. This is where your promise shall manifest. This is where the job is. This is where the husband is, the family is, uh, whatever you believe in God for, it's going to be in his presence. It's in this second wind season. It's attached to him. Get as close to him as you can. I used to say, and I hadn't said it in a while, but I remind me, I want God to be so close to me that my ear is wet from the dew of his breath. That's how I need. I don't know what you're believing for, Brother Brian, but that's where it's at. I don't know, Elder, what you and your wife are believing for. That's where it's at. God is so dope that He created help for you. If your help's not a mate, it might be your parents, it might be a friend, it could be your mother. That God even placed a watchman right here, Cathedral. Mother moves so easy, so unsuspecting, but so full of His presence and what she beat down and kicked down so you could be. What she lost so you could exist and carry out your assignment. What she took on the chin so you could be here. What Jesus took on the chin so we could be here full of this power. How dare we not use it to maximum potential. I'm almost done. It's your second win season. And God reminded me. I'm not going to lie to you. I got sluggish. I got low after the pandemic. Didn't quite know what to do with it. I ain't been out of church that long. I mean, I was young when I quit for a minute, but when I came back, I ain't been out of church that long and it got comfortable, felt a little easy. But then hard at the same time, it was weird. It was just a a funny dynamic. And y'all said it this morning, God don't move regular. We so stuck in a way. I'll use this morning, for example, I came from Seoul and I know like one way to get here. Sometimes GPS will take me the second way. And I ended up on the turnpike. I I didn't really want to do the turnpike. I found that I've become such a creature of habit. I used to be so free and so out of the box. And Jesus is really like free and out of the box. we so in the box and he's so out of the box. That's why it feels so weird. We're trying to stay in one place and he's trying to shift up another. That's why you're feeling like spiritually schizophrenic because he's like, you got to move. The pandemic came and he, he meant for us to be out of the building because we were stuck. Because... This is not the church, this building, we are the church, the ecclesia. We make the building the church. And we got stuck. And how are we going to go to hedges and highways and them to come if we're stuck in the building? Doing the same thing, the same way. That's not how Jesus moved. He would spit on dirt and touch an eye and they were healed. They were high with him because he was healed on the Sabbath. We're stuck in a pattern and God is saying it's time to break that pattern. You're stuck. We're doing it like rope. Repetition. It looks the same. We're not feeling any different. We don't feel the power because we're doing it the same way. Break right up the, the repetition.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. How can the God that breathes power on the inside of you and you have power in you be moving with no power? Wow. Oh, so I got on this turnpike. God knows I didn't want to do it. I wanted to do 295. That's my comfort zone. He said, You're going to get on this turnpike. And then I get on the turnpike and the ticket because I had an easy pass. He been telling me get your easy pass. Then have my easy pass I had to get in the cash side. No ticket came. I said, "Oh They no. <laughs> Then he give me a ticket. So the sign says, "If there's no ticket, look for the attendant." Well, there's no attendant. And then the other sign said, do back up." So I just hit it <laughs> and kicked it down. they send you a ticket in the mail whatever happens you good just keep going just keep swimming right so as i'm going my dad calls me on the phone and i was like oh and i'm trying to listen to gps and and i love it he's trying to give me instructions word for word i said dad i got to go i can't stay on here i'm trying to listen to this gps i'm on the top so i'm up Click. so i'm driving he calls back i said amen and i say that to say it's great you have a lot of outside influence giving you some great advice but in this new season, you're going to have to block out the familiar voices, even those you love, husband and wife, and you're going to have to hear God at another level in a different way, turn up the volume, turn down who you've been listening to, what you've been listening to, and turn him up. I'm closing. It's your second one season. Produce. God gave you an assignment. Now go do that. Produce. Set it off. Promote that thing. Initiate a new thing. Contribute to something that's already going on. Bring about something. birth something new that's been in your spirit, that's been in your vision, that's been on your vision board, that He's been speaking to you in your ear. Bring it about. Start. It's your second one season. Produce. Go do that, go do that. I'm watching you, your test this you God's doing something even bigger, go do that. I don't know what he's showing you, I've seen you minister and dance, I don't know the next level of that, I don't know where he's taking you, go do that. We got stagnant, we've been in the house too long. I got tired, I'm not gonna front you, I've been doing ministry, when I looked at Bishop, I've only been doing this 15 years, that's, that's child's today, 39 years in an industry that really did not want to accept women, that we were not accepted, and they finally caught on that God is doing spirits and not genders? Because yeah. if we're supposed to go everywhere through so these hedges and these highways and compel people to come, how can he get caught up in gender? So whatever man, and whatever woman, he said in the last days he's going to pour out his spirit on men and women, like we in them.
0: We've been in them.
1: Because he got work that needs to be done there's someone that needs to know it's not child credit. But if you just even at your job, one of our coworkers, T, she wasn't able to come today. T is not someone that had been going to church, she had not been saved, has seen a lot. I'm talking about nothing that we've done. It's that second witness, that, that power. It's that dunamis power that you have on the inside of you. That's just infectious. It, it, it just rubs off. The anointing is God's super rubbed on our natural. And when you're around, that anointing like, it just rubs off on people. He started going to church and she got baptized and she hit me up yesterday and said that she's getting ready to do this 21 day fast with her church and this is someone who had not gone to church, was not raised in church fast, not to our credit, not to me and Jesus' credit, we just at work doing hair and doing nails and just talking and just being who we are in Christ. It's effective, it's life changing. It's not only Jesus, Jesus it's you just showing up and just looking like, it, dropping off the residue of Jesus. So I'm done. I just came to confirm to you today, Cathedral, and I already felt like it was in the room that y'all in the season of power. That y'all are in the second wind season. That y'all are in your season where you're going to operate at maximum potential, but you're not going to have to sweat and paint and work like you've been sweating and painting and working. That if you just lock in him on your ear, his instruction, his vision, that you just team up This your wife right here? Come
0: on. You go. We working too hard and we got teammates.